Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Wow, it's great to be here this morning. And um, I'm going to ask the singers and the musicians who've been leading us so wonderfully in worship this morning to also get paper and pen. And Scott's already there. He's ready to go. Um, and just to say as well, guys, if you agree with anything, then by all means, just say amen or something like that. Because it's always good to have that in the chat. It's really nice to have people uh, to share in front of. And um, as Chris said, we are going to make it interactive. So the first thing I want to do is ask you a question. I, and then my, my request is that you don't Google this. You just have a little think. If you're by yourself, have a little ponder. If you're with others, have a little bit of a discussion. But um, I want to ask you this question. What is the most repeated command in the Bible? So which command is the most repeated in the Bible? Have a little think. And maybe when you've come to some sort of conclusion, why don't you pop some answers down in the chat? As Chris said, we want to make it interactive. One of the challenges we have is that this um, live stream is about 20 or 30 seconds ahead of you. So when you, when you hear this, you've got a 30-second delay to then think about it, to then write it, for me to read it and me to read it back to you. So, but we're going to make this work. I, I believe in miracles. We serve a God of miracles. So we're going to focus, as we have um, been already on the book of Numbers and a a specific part of Numbers. And uh, probably about six weeks ago now, maybe a couple of weeks more, uh, we kicked things off. And I I just sort of set the scene and then we did, looked at Numbers in a nutshell, a bit of an overview of Numbers. Mike then did a a great job of just talking about how the nation of Israel all had a a job. (laughs) They all had a part to play and reminded us that no matter who we are, no matter what age or stage of life we're at, God has tasks for us. Jobs that only we can do. And David then talked about the census that we have at the beginning of the book of Numbers and reminded us that we're on a mission together and we're moving forward together and that we all have a part to play. Now is not the time to hibernate, but now is the time to know God has a mission. And Chris really picked that up and said, God is leading us, that we're to follow him because what God has for us, we haven't attained it all yet. There's, a, there's a, a destination for us. There's a promised land that he's leading us into by his Holy Spirit. And not to look back, not to doubt God now and, and, and get ourselves locked by fear, but to stay close to God, to be under that cloud of his leading and know that um, circumstances can't stop us, that we can, might stop ourselves. God at times might cause us to pause, but he's leading us somewhere far better than we could ever dream of. A land flowing with milk and honey. And, um, and so this, this morning, I want to kind of keep us in the area of numbers that we've been in, which is the first sort of third of the book around Mount Sinai, and then we'll probably start to move a little bit um, further into the book as the, the weeks and months go on. But I want to focus on, on, on a very important thing. But before I do that, David and I were chatting about the fact that uh, numbers has some great potential for sermon titles. So um, David, when he shared a couple of weeks ago, could have easily called his message, Making Sense of the Census. Or um, I thought maybe we could go with those silver trumpets are a blast. Or maybe the manner of the manner. Or spineless spies. Nazarites and wrongs. Oh, Oh, having a quail of a time. Staff issues. Aaron on the side of caution. And probably my favorite, carry on camping. Because I just think that's definitely a description of what happened to a whole generation when they got to Kadesh Barnea. But um, if I was going to give um, a title to this morning in the spirit of that, I'm going to call this message Simply the Blessed. Simply the Blessed. Okay? Because that is God's heart for us. We are the blessed people of God. 
just seeing if there's any, uh, anything come through on the chat yet. There might be a few little buffering issues, but stay with us. So we've got a couple of little answers. Neil Adamson's already put something up. Just keep putting anything in there that you think is the most repeated command in the Bible. But we're going to turn to number six. And um, if you're in Hot Rock, you will have had this sheet come through. Our kids' work and youth work is phenomenal in this church. Just absolutely brilliant. So Alex and Lisa are always ahead of the curve. The team are always brilliant. And uh, you have a sheet this morning that's ready to go with some, some things to fill in. And um, I'd love for you to use that. Also, just to say as well, earlier this year, you might have received this uh, little magazine if you're in Hot Rock. Um, and this is all about number six. This is all about the blessing. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. And look, you've even had, through the post, a wonderful poster. Holly is nodding knowingly. <laughs> so yet again, the Kids Work team are well ahead of the curve, doing a brilliant job. Thank you so much for all that you do. So, so you've had a bit of a heads up, kids. If you're, if you're in Hot Rock or youth, then this is your opportunity to chip in, put something in on the chat. Um, you might not know, but you can actually message using um, your phones. So that's maybe something that you could do. don't know if that's groundbreaking information for all youth and children out there. So send stuff in. But number six, okay, verses 22 to 27. This, uh, this, this has been the, these have been the lyrics to an anthem that's pretty much kind of been the Christian anthem for lockdown, I think. <laughs> Carrie Job and Cody Kins and um, Elevation Worship. But it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, this is the New Living Translation, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. I love that. It just represents God's heart to us so wonderfully. God's heart is to bless. Why? Because in himself, he is totally good, totally loving. He wants to bless us. He wants us to be blessed. He's the God who blesses. In Genesis 1.22, Adam and Eve are there in the garden and God just blesses them. He says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Even after the fall in Genesis 9, God speaks the same blessing over Noah. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. God's heart is to bless. He blesses his people. And then he imparts a blessing to Abraham, which goes beyond the man himself. He says to Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you can bless the nations. And all of a sudden, there's an extension of God's blessing that's not just to those that he's chosen, but from those that he's chosen into the world. And then God blesses Isaac. And then Isaac blesses Jacob. And then Jacob blesses his sons, the fathers of the 12 tribes of Israel. A nation is, is birthed and is blessed. And now this extension of blessing comes not just from individuals, but from a whole tribe, from a clan within the tribe, the Levites and the family of Aaron. And Aaron is to bring this blessing. Did you know that the name Aaron means light bringer? And so Aaron is there to bring a blessing. His sons are there to bring a blessing. To who? To Israel. Israel means the Lord prevails. They are the sons of a prevailing God. And God says, this is what I'm saying. I am, Yahweh says this. God's covenant name, God's close name. He uses those phrases. He gives them a script. He doesn't say bless them and then just do what you kind of, how your heart leads you. He says, here's the script. 
This represents perfectly my heart to the people. So we have to take notice of what God says. And from that point forward, this is what the priests did every single day, every morning. They chanted these words over the nation. So I'm going to ask you to take part in a little bit of a priestly role this morning, okay, which is totally legitimate. We'll get there in a minute. But can I ask you at home, if, if, if you can, to stand for a minute. And if you're in the hall, we're going to do something priestly, okay? And then what I'd like you to do is to make two... Oh, man, I really struggle with this. Stephen Russell will be really good at this. It's the Vulcan sign that Spock does, the live long and prosper, which, by the way, is why this symbol is used, okay? So the priests would stand with their hands in this position, and then they'd extend their thumbs and touch their thumbs together. So could you do that for, with me? Is everybody doing that at home? Can you have a look around if you're with somebody else? Can you just check that their hand positions are looking sound, okay? And they would raise their hands like this, and then they would chant the blessing, And they would do it from the tabernacle when it was the tabernacle. And then when the tabernacle was done because they built the temple, they would do it from the temple. After every morning offering, they would speak this blessing over the nation. And if you hold your hand up and look at it for a minute, it actually represents a Hebrew letter. And that letter is the letter Shin. And it's the first letter of two very significant words, Shalom and Shaddai. Shalom just means, or just means, means peace, but like, peace on steroids, and Shaddai is God's name. And so they would hold the peace of God over the people and speak a blessing, okay? And what would happen was if you were present in that place, if you were blessed enough to be there, you 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 would bend down before the priest and look to the ground because what was happening was there was an absolute belief that what was coming from the priest was the very presence of God, The very blessing of God, the very power of God was was coming, emanating through the priest's fingers to you, to the nation. And so you would bow in honor before God because God was speaking directly to you. His presence was coming directly towards you. And so you would bow in reverence and also you were to bow so that you could focus and listen to the words. So that you could hear the words and really concentrate on them and apply them to your life. Even though you'd heard it many times before, this was a new day to hear the blessing. So let's do this together. Hold your hands out and say after me, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord show his favor to you and be gracious to you. The Lord shine his face towards you and give you peace. You know, when we speak those words, there's power in those words. There's life in those words. That word blessing is barak. It means complete and utter goodness, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, in every way you can consider goodness, barak, blessing, that's what you're receiving, that's what you're discharging, that's what we're getting when we use this powerful script that God has given us. Every day these words emanated from the tabernacle, from the temple, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. Lord, let his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord, lift his countenance towards you and give you peace. In your your notes, you'll see there are words there. We've got protect. Maybe you want to jot some of these words down. If you could write down the word protect, please. And then write down smile on. I don't know if you've ever written that down before. Smile on. (laughs) Then if you could write down gracious. And favor. 
and peace. Protect, smile on, gracious, favor, and peace. And while you're maybe by yourself or with others, just start to write down the posh word as a synonym, but words that represent those words, that kind of extend those words. As you think about protect, what other words could you use to describe what God does for us, how he protects us? I'm not going to add more words yet. How does God smile? What does it mean for God to smile on us? What other words could we use to help to understand the richness of that? Does it mean to know the grace of God? For him to lift his countenance on us. What about that word peace? What does that word actually mean? Just start to allow these words. These words drip with meaning. They're packed with power and life. That every day somebody could come to the temple and receive something fresh from the priest in the old covenant. What does that mean for us in the new covenant? And what, we've, what I've done is I've, I've asked Chris to um, look at the chat and maybe just jot some of the words down that, um, where you've put, protect, put other words in the chat. Chris is going to add them to the flip chart so, so that we can have a look at some of these words at the end. So again, I'm just asking for you to engage with this and make this as interactive as possible. If you could just write down some words. And in Hot Rock, you've got little gaps where you can do that and maybe your parents or you can type those things in the chat if you're in youth. I'd love to hear from you this morning to help us understand the richness of what this is. You know, for me, verse 26, that, that last line is, 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 the, is the culmination. It's the climax of the blessing. And, and in the original reading, it says in the New Living Translation, may the Lord show you his favor. But actually, a more accurate rendering is, may the Lord lift his countenance towards you. Have you ever heard that? May the Lord lift his countenance towards you. Is that a phrase you've ever heard before? It's kind of a more of an old-fashioned but closer to the truth rendering. God's face is used twice, smiling on us or showing us his favor in verse 25 and then again in verse 26. It's about the face of God. But it says, may he lift his face, his countenance towards you. Now, I don't know about you, but I've always imagined God being high and lofty. I kind of always imagined it would be, may God lower his countenance towards you because after all he's above he's exalted he's high and yet it says here not may God lower his countenance but lift and there was an understanding amongst the the people that heard this that it was this picture of a father lifting his child lifting his son or his daughter up in the air and any parent that's had a small child I can't do that anymore with my kids with our kids but to lift and to hold them above your head and to smile for that countenance to be lifted towards them. It's that image of God holding us up in his arms and just smiling at us. Isn't that a beautiful image of of our God, of Yahweh? The I am, the eternal one, is holding us up and he's looking at us and he is smiling. He's full of joy when he looks on us. He loves us. There's this beautiful relationship that the Father has with us. The Father loves you. He can't love you any more than he loves you now. He's filled with love for you. Beautiful, loving relationship. And then the the priest would then say, and give you peace. The most repeated command. So I'm just wondering if uh, we've had any most repeated commands in here. 
there's a few little buffering issues that people have typed up. I hope those things have been resolved. Yeah, that's fine. So I think Neil Adamson pretty much nailed it straight away, actually, when he said this, do not fear. Did you know the most repeated command in the Bible is don't be afraid? Or the alternative to that is be at peace. Peace be with you. You know, God is a God of peace. God is commanding us. He's speaking to us. And how significant is that in these times? To hear God's voice to us today and say, saying clearly, do not be afraid. Be encouraged. Be blessed. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. That's the, the climax of this blessing. May the Lord lift his countenance towards you and give you peace. That's my declaration this morning from here to you. Be at peace. That word peace, that word shalom means soundness. It means completeness in number. Completeness in body. Completeness in provision. Completeness in happiness. Completeness in tranquility. Completeness in contentment. Peace with God in relationship with God, peace with one another. It's a beautiful word. It's a word of abundance. And as I was thinking about this, this, this climax of may his face shine upon you, lift his face towards you and give you peace, I was thinking, who is it that came and revealed God's face to us perfectly? Who made the invisible God visible? Who is the one that, we, that John says we walked with him, we talked with him, we touched him, we met with God? Jesus. Who is the prince of peace? Jesus. Who is the light bringer? Jesus. All of these things are found in him. And then I was thinking about the end of, of Luke's gospel when Jesus, after his resurrection, appears in a room with his disciples. If you turn to Luke 24 in your Bibles, please, could you just um, turn to Luke, Luke 24? We're just going to look at a couple of verses together quite quickly, but Luke 24, 36. And just as you read these words, they're in red in my Bible because Jesus' words are in red in, in this particular version. I'm just going to say this. Jesus, so the, the, the guys had come back from the road to Emmaus. They'd met with Jesus. They then tell the other disciples. And in verse 36, as they were telling them about this story of meeting Jesus on the road to Emmaus, he himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. And they were afraid. And then he calms their fears. And he tells them not to be afraid. And he describes what's happened. And he says, You'll receive the, the Holy Spirit. You'll receive or you'll be clothed with power from on high. Wait in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. And then in, in verse 50, Jesus leads them to Bethany. And listen to this. It says this. And he lifted his hands to heaven and he blessed them. I wonder if as Jesus began to ascend back to his father, whether the words that he spoke over his disciples was this priestly blessing. I wonder if he was saying, I bless you. I'll keep you and protect you. My favor is towards you. I am so gracious to you. My countenance is on you and I give you my peace and off. <laughs> you know, Jesus is the ultimate priest. He's the great high priest from the order of Melchizedek, not even from Aaron. There's, there's something superior about his priestliness. He has impeccable priestly credentials. He's the perfect priest. And Jesus is there ascending to the Father and he speaks this blessing over his disciples. He speaks it over us today. 
I bless you. I am protecting you. My favor is on you. I'm gracious to you. I look on you with joy. I smile on you. My glory is on you and my peace is with you. Those are words that some of us might need to really hear today to know this peace is coming, is flowing towards us. That Jesus, the ultimate light bringer, the the ultimate Aaron, the light of the world, spoke and revealed the face of God and spoke and was the very peace of God to his disciples. And he imparts it to them. And now he makes us a kingdom of priests. So it says in Revelation 1.6, he's made us a kingdom of priests. If you turn up in your Bibles, um, 1 Peter 2.9, because this priestly blessing has great significance for you and I, for all of us today. 1 Peter 2 verse 9. Again, if you can open up this, this at home, and my references are in the, in the New Living Translation this morning. But just want just to, just to look at these verses again. 1 Peter 2 verse 9. You are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests. You are royal priests. I could say that to each person here in the room. You're royal priests. We're royal priests. A holy nation or chose, um, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. We are entitled to use this priestly blessing. I want to encourage you, dads, use this priestly blessing and declare it over your family. Declare it over your wife, declare it over your children. Mums, declare it over your husband, declare it over your children. Grandparents, declare it over your children and your grandchildren. Great-grandparents, you know what to do. You've been around longer than me. If you're single, declare it over people around you, your neighbors or other loved ones that you know. Declare it over the church. We are a kingdom of priests. We are a royal priesthood. We're entitled to use this script to its maximum potential to declare the peace and the blessing, the barak, the goodness of God over ourselves, over our family, over one another. Why? So that we reveal the glory of God. If you could just turn back to Isaiah 61, please. Just in closing, Isaiah 61, verse 9. Russ Hawkins put this up on our WhatsApp chat the other day, and, um, uh, and it really blessed me. And it says this in the second part of, of Isaiah 61, verse 9. All who see them will recognize they are a people the Lord has blessed. God wants to mark us. Set us apart. How? With his blessing. By a people who live in peace. People who live knowing the grace of God. The people who live knowing the favor of God. The barak, the blessing of God. That becomes evident. And if you go back to 1 Peter 2 verse 9, this word is, you can show others the goodness of God. You're a royal priesthood to show others. That word is exangleo, which is used only once in the Bible. And it literally means to be the message. Not to speak the message, but to be the message. It's just used once, and it's used in this context, that as we are blessed, as we are chosen, as we are set apart, that we become the message. Why? Because people look on Scott and Megan, and they say, wow, they're blessed. There's something different about these people. Look at James and Grace and say, wow, they're blessed. They're living in the blessing of God. Things are tough at the moment, but they, they seem to live in a different environment, in a different atmosphere. 
doesn't mean we don't face challenges. Of course we do. It doesn't mean there aren't times when, when troubles and tribulations come towards us, but we can continue to hold on to the blessing of God because this isn't something we can be passive with. This is my point. We have to be proactive with this blessing. Proactive with the blessing. I wrote a few things. If I could ask the singers and musicians to come back because they're going to lead us in, well, I'll let you guess the song. And um, I don't know, Chris, have you got some words to potentially use? Yeah? That's Chris. There's going to be a little bit of movement, but I just want to share a few things I jotted down today that are relevant for me and my family. The Lord's blessing is what I rely on more than anything else. And then I understand that when I'm blessed by others, believers or non-believers, if I'm blessed because it's not because of luck, but it's because of God's blessing, I will always be thankful for every good thing because I'll know they've come from him. Why? Because I live expectant of a blessing. When I know that God is protecting me, I know that the protection I, I need comes from God because as I, for example, bring him the tithe, as I honor him with what's his, I'm saying, God, I'm not being protected by my salary. I'm being protected by you. And I can trust, therefore, that everything else will know your protection, that you'll keep and you'll look after everything else. It means that when the challenges come, I'll expect to know God's protection. And here's the thing. I'm expecting to give thanks to God for protection that I, didn't even, I wasn't even aware that I was enjoying at the time. I'll look back on the film of my life at some point and I'll say, wow, God, you protected me then? And then, and I missed that because you led me and an angel saved me from this. I just know that there's going to be so many instances. I know that God smiles on me, that I'm the apple of his eye. You are the apple of God's eye. He loves you. Don't write yourself off. God loves you. you're, You're his treasured possession. You need to hear that today. Don't let these words bounce off you. But no, God loves you. Right now, as you are, he loves you. He's gracious to us. Oh, he's so gracious. My goodness, is he gracious. And therefore, I'm so grateful to that. I don't abuse his grace. I'm thankful for his grace. And I seek to extend that grace to others around me as well. That his favor is on me. That he's called us for a close and intimate relationship with him. Which means that his presence is there for me that I mustn't neglect that, but instead take time to be aside with him because I know that when I meet with him, his glory is towards me, his face is towards me, and, and I can know that, that reassurance and blessing and joy and thanks for such a wonderful, faithful, loving God. And to live in peace is my inheritance. There's one little phrase at the beginning that says completeness in number, and I just want to say this. You might feel incomplete in number at the moment, It might be there are members of your family that are not yet born again. You feel incomplete in number. This is the word to speak over your family. People in your family may have walked away from God. This is the blessing to speak over them. You as a couple might be desiring to have a child. You don't feel complete in number. Speak this blessing over your marriage. You might feel incomplete in number in many different ways. Use this blessing. Be proactive with what God is doing. May the Lord protect you. Keep, preserve, provision in the face of challenge. Amen. May the Lord smile on. God is proud of us. We're his treasured possession. 
gracious. Yes, we are. We are forgiven. And that means I'm quick to repent when I know there are things that are not right in my life, knowing, God, you're gracious. His favor, that he'll prosper us, that we'll live long and prosper. Amen. Is that Stephen Russell? Yeah. (laughs) And peace, that we won't be troubled. I just want to declare this blessing today. And just to say this, this, God wants us to believe it. He wants us to receive it. He wants us to live it, and he wants us to give it. He wants us to believe it and receive it. He wants us to live it and give it. Can I ask that you stand, please, if you're able to stand? If you would stand. I just want to speak this blessing over you. Encourage us to speak this blessing over one another. Expect to live in the goodness of this. Expect it to express the goodness of God in our lives. But I, I've kind of done a bit of a, an R. Jones version. And uh, I would just like to speak it. It's very close to, to the original. Don't worry. If I could ask you just to close your eyes. If you're with somebody else, maybe just put your hand on them and just receive something together if, if that's appropriate. But I just want to declare these words. May I am bless you. May I am guard you. May I am shine his radiant face, his light on you and be gracious to you and show you his beautiful favor. May I am lift up his face and look on you. Set his glory on you and give you complete soundness and total well-being. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.